one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. Hello, everybody. John Reap here. Welcome to an all-new live Heffron and Reap. Today is Monday, May the 2nd, 2022. We're live right now on Facebook and YouTube. And um, I'm John Reap, half of the Heffron and Reap show. Uh, You might be wondering, for you new people who might be checking in, you don't know what the show is, I'll tell you. It's uh, two winners of last comic standing, me and John Heffron. Uh, we're both journeymen of the of the road. We're road dogs, and we love everything about the the '80s. So it's no politics, no pandu, no pandutins, no pandemics, no Putins, no politics. Just pure pleasure and promo codes, baby. That's what we do on this show. Um, and yeah, if you were just at my show at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, welcome. This one's Hefford and Reap. Tomorrow night's country-ish. Both shows are live. I'm looking at comments. I can see people leaving comments already. Hello, Brenda, Jacob, Shane, Mitch, Ryan, Andy, Rose. Good to have all of you. Um, We got a pretty good show lined up tonight. I don't mean pretty good. I mean very good. Hefford Hefford might pop in here in a little bit. He's traveling today. He's coming back from Phoenix not sure when he's going to join, but he he might pop in here. He might not. Uh, but let me hit some tour dates real quick. I was just in Syracuse. Thanks for coming if you were there. Next, this coming weekend, I'll be in Toledo, Ohio at the Funny Bone, May 6th and 7th. Uh, May 20th, I'll be in Sharpsburg, Kentucky uh, at the Barnyard with Larry the Cable Guy. And then also June 2 and 4, St. Charles, Missouri at the Funny Bone. All these tour dates can be found at heffernandreap.com. Click on uh, my my side, my my part of that, you know. Um, yeah, and, you know, we're listener-supported as well. You're not going to see any commercials necessarily on this podcast. We... We rely on you. We are listener supported. Uh, we have a Patreon page. And if you go to our Patreon page, you can help us keep the lights on here. Pays for all the crap that uh, the Alan Jackson has to do to make this show possible. Um, yeah. Heffern and Reap, click on Patreon and sign up. We'll give you shout outs. Here's some of very, very valuable MVPs of this podcast. Brenda Sachs, Steve Dean. Uh, Joey Ellis, Shane Flint, Bob Haynes, Rick Sanford, the third, all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, if you got no money and you still want to help us out, you can just leave us a nice review on iTunes that costs you $0 and we'll read your review on iTunes. It's like an algorithm thing. You know, I don't even care if it's a legitimate feelings. You could just copy and paste somebody else's review on some other podcast and throw it in there and give us five stars. It helps. And we'll read it, give you a shout out. So we need some new ones. Last one we had was three months ago. 
We don't really hit it too hard on this show because Heffern likes to do all the talking and I like to do the listening, but now he's not here. It's just me and you now. Oh, there's the baby blues. Mm. So anyway, leave us a nice review. Um, and I'm going to read comments from last week because last week we had a lady on here that made handbags out of plastic bags. And we gave a promo code for y'all to use uh, to help her business out. And um, here's some comments from last week. Matt Wolf, he said, yo, Heffron, losing hair from your beard can be a sign of tooth decay or worse in your mouth area. Stay safe, bro. Yeah, I guess John Heffron said something about losing. He couldn't grow hair down here. I don't think he was losing hair. I just don't think he's pot. It's he's not uh, uh, capable of growing hair under here, this little patch here. So I don't know what that is. You know, back in the day before the PC culture, you would call that an Indian beard. I mean, it's a dumb joke, but it would be like I can't grow a full beard. I can grow an Indian beard. I got a patchy here, a patchy here, a patchy. It's dumb. I didn't write the joke. I'm just letting you know. That was the thing back in the day. Thank you for the comment, Matt Wolf. Uh, Shelly Nichols Yoakum, who came to my show in Syracuse. Thank you, Shelly. She sat right up close. Um, she said, I like to use uh, plastic bags for bathroom trash cans. Yep, I have done that very move myself. Very handy. She said, however, New York State has banned plastic groceries bags. And if you need a paper bag, you have to pay a nickel per bag. I have bags in my truck and always forget to take them into the store. Now I've done that too. When I lived in Los Angeles, you know, I would go to Trader Joe's and there are places that charge you for bags. And, uh, you know, people started bringing in their own bags. And I thought, well, that's, that's good. More, you know, a big, a good cloth bag, that you might get at Target or other places, a big, big bag to put groceries in is better than a plastic bag or a paper bag. So I would use those, but then I, I, same thing. I would get in the store and forget and then end up buying the bags right there because I didn't want to walk back out to my car. There's a lot of people behind me, pain in the ass. So uh, I hear you on that, Shelly. Shane Flint said those bags could be great fishing bags. Good point, Shane Flint, because they're plastic, pretty much waterproof, not like the contents. I mean, it's just, you know, it won't ruin the material because it's plastic. Um, also, Scott Reese said, because we're trying to think of some ideas of what to call our segment where we, like, you know, share promo codes. You know, we were calling it Bromo Codes. John didn't like bro. I don't blame him. I don't really necessarily like bro either. But uh, Scott Reese, he said bros before codes. Eh. It's like a take of uh, bros before hoes, but it's it's kind of making it sound like codes is a bad thing. Like we're choosing ourselves over the codes. So not sure if it makes 100% sense, but I like where your head's at, Scott Reese. Thank you for the comment. All right, so... Uh, here at, at 8 o'clock, right now it's 7.39 p.m. At 8 o'clock, we're going to have a guest pop in here. This dude is 
I like to get to know him a little bit better. Um, he has his own business called Sue the Collector. His name is Jared Johnson, and uh, he's got an interesting story. Entrepreneur, dad, business partner, innovator. We're going to get to know him in a little bit. Maybe we'll we'll get him to uh, use a Heffern and Reap promo code for his services. You're going to learn all about it here in a minute. Um, also, a lot of people were saying last week that the cookies – that John Heffern was talking about were French macaroons, but John was dead set that they were not French macaroons. Hopefully we'll find out. Um, also Danny Jackson, uh, we were talking about John was showing us, you know, he makes his own cutting, but wait, Oh, he's in the, okay. So I'm just now seeing this. Thank you for the comments. Barry John's John wife's 50th birthday. Oh, happy birthday to Barry Hearn's wife. Uh, sent you a mess. Anyway, John Heffern is in the in the private chat. Let's bring on my co-host for today's episode of Heffern and Reap. I'm talking about Mr. John Heffern, everybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, how are you? Literally I'm good, buddy. Ran How you doing? right from the airport right to here. I, I got off the plane and then you have to wait for a shuttle to then take you to the airport, like where you park. Yeah. And it's it's very fourth worldy in the sense of there's no line you wait in, everyone just kind of stands. And when you see your shuttle bus, you run into the middle of the street to stop it, and yeah. then everybody gets on. So there's no there's no thing, and there was there are a lot of people battling today. Let me ask you this, John. Mm-hmm. You were traveling with your lady? Yes. Um, I'm wondering if you do what I do with my lady. We team we team it up when it comes to these things. One of you gets on the bus, picks out a good seat. One of you does the suitcases. And then yeah. when you get dropped off at, a let's say, a car rental place, mm-hmm. I would say this. All right, you stay here. Deal with the bags. Here's, you know, 10 bucks. Give it to the dude. And as soon as he opens the door, I'm running into the car rental place. I'm going to be the first one in line. Do you team it up? Yeah, that's key. I, I think there should be like couples training for that. So if so everybody knows what they're doing to like we had a run in today and I, I was in Phoenix this weekend yeah. and uh, at CB Live. I don't know if you've been there. Um, What does li- the CB, CB stand for? Uh, Copper Blues in oh. Phoenix. Copper Blues. Um, same Maybe. guys who own Stand Up Live, who own the the Tempe Improv. Right. Okay. Um, oh, do I have the piece of paper here? I want to show you. So I wonder um, if I, I, I may have been there before. I'm not sure. So okay, a couple of things about that. One, the the club was so unbelievably nice. It, you ever just work a club where you're just like, oh man, I have to leave this place, and then the next week it's going to be the opposite of this. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Where just they picked you up and like, uh, you know, lot ninety nine percent of the clubs are like, can you just get an Uber and we'll just give you a receipt. Yeah. Uh, they had a Jaguar waiting for you when you got off the plane. Wow, to take you to to the hotel. Yeah, and and then when the, when the car picked you up every night for a show, there was four staff waiting for you for when nice. you got up. Yeah. And then it was just endless. You never, if you're just like, I want a, a chicken, t-, and then somebody would stuff a chicken tender in your mouth <laughs> and you'd eat it, right? So you would try to do those shows, but I have to, um, 
So one of the owners, Matt Coleman, do you know, Matt, Manny, maybe if I saw his face. So I've been fake killing him for 15 years. Wait, it started in. You at, told me about that. Yeah, okay. No, no, yeah, no. it started like at just for laughs, where it was just random thirteen-year-old type stuff. Yeah, right. So I would send a, a waitress over would and in the um check for his bill, there would be a note that said, you know, check bomb, you're dead. We have all these weird like, or he's on a business meeting and somebody will go, hey, one other thing, real quick, everyone says you're dead. So it's nonstop. <laughs> Right. right. So I had the uh, um, the guy who took me to do uh, radio. Uh-huh. I go, hey, show Matt. I'm doing these cutting boards. Show him just a video. Just go, hey, have you seen this cut? And, and it'll look like it's the website. Yeah. And then so we did that. And then it's a video of me going, you've been cutting board killed. Right. <laughs> right. So I walk on stage. Right. And where's the picture? Um, I, I walk on stage. And just taped to the floor. Oh, this. I saw this. Yeah. So yeah, I had no much. idea what was I, going on. But everywhere I, I turned at the club the whole week, I, I would I was I was killed. It's it's childish. <laughs> it's fun. What and, a fun thing though that you guys <laughs> have that in your lives at this age. They were taped on the look floor. Look how happy he is in these pictures. Because this is oh, so I walk into the green room and this is just <laughs> The first thing I see when I walk into the green room is the thing. Oh, dude. That reminds me of the, I believe there was a movie called Tag, right? Yeah. We have, me and me and my buddy Rusty, I think we've had him on the podcast. We have a 35 running, um, I've hooked up with your mom thing going on. Uh-huh. That's, that's pretty epic. Like, and every special I ever shot, um, when the credits it's always said uh, Green Room Entertainment, Ruth McGarry, because that's her name. And so we, we always, so my buddy Joel, who does a lot of TV, we, we throw each other's moms somewhere hidden in the TV show <laughs> or great. stuff like that. So, Well, there's also a movie back before the one that, that there was a new tag movie that came out with mm-hmm. like, um, uh, I don't know, I'm going to forget all the names, but it was in the last 10 years. But there was one in the 80s. That was also really good. It was a suspenseful comedy. And they uh, used, assassination they used, game. They used the suction cup. Yeah, I we we copied that. Um, I made files for everybody. I took everybody's senior picture or their pictures. We've all put files. Everyone in the every kid in the neighborhood, you got a file. You didn't know who it was, and the rule was you couldn't shoot anybody before school. Um, but afterwards at the bus stop, you're Fair game. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget one time I was just watching TV in, in the living room and my mom goes, there's uh, somebody at the door. And then my sister's like, I'll just let him in. Cause this is, you know, the eighties when you did that. Mm-hmm. And it was this John Doring. I'll never forget who lived a couple blocks away. Just walked right through my house, right to just right up to the couch and just killed me. <laughs> I was going to go out the sliding door. I had plans. I was just going to take off and run, but my little sister oh. just walked him right in sabotage just she's probably in on it too yeah she was like eight i think or something like that but yeah so someone said it was french macaroons from last week john you know what i saw some of that and i i guess i stand corrected i didn't think they were um macaroons but but now that you've looked it up you you agree that they are macaroons or are you just just going along with it because you're not sure i literally i guess they're macaroons 
I, I guess. Okay. I, I think I tried to prove everybody wrong and look, but I'm like, okay, they're they're macaroons. Yeah, that's okay. But they're not. I thought macaroons were coconutty. I don't have any skin in this game. I don't know. I'm just letting you know what they say. Uh, but we also have very talented listeners, subscribers, viewers, because you were showing a a um, wooden coaster with a bottle opener on the bottom of it last week, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then in, in in the course of ten minutes, one of our supporters made a Heifer and Reap coaster as well. Would you like to see it? Yes. The Alan Jackson. Can we sh- look at this? Can you see it? It's yeah. actually got color in it too. It's a little thin piece of wood. Yeah. It's got the Heifer and Reap logo with our faces, which looks pretty good. At yeah. some point, we got to have Danny Jackson on here to talk about what it is he's got going on. Maybe we could uh, throw him a promo code as well. Yeah. Cause that looks pretty have, damn good. Uh, I think even Danny was asking like, well, those are pretty thick, but these are that thick because they're the actual, the tops of the bourbon barrel. So that's why they're that thick. I'm oh, glad. and you need, you need space for the actual bottle opener to work. If you just had the bottle opener without the indention on the wood, it wouldn't yeah. be flat. So, um, all um, right. So how, how was, I mean, the shows were good. Penis. Shows shows were great. I mentioned our, the cutting board stuff on. The, there's a really good morning show that's yeah. uh, yes that's there, and it was one of those things. As I'm talking to him, my phone keeps getting chirped that people were buying it. So we sold like out 15 cutting boards that morning. Holy crap! And Andy, the guy who basically puts them together and cuts all the, I called him. I'm like, dude, I, what do you? Hope you don't have plans because we just sold. And then I kept mentioning it on stage because I have jokes about it now about starting oh, a, Cub Scout, uh, a Cub Scout troop where everybody gets their woodworking woodworking badge and then yeah. their shipping badge and stuff. So we sold. We just sold a lot. And then I just found out on the way here, rushing here, Andy's like, oh, "We're gonna be a little slower." I got five stitches in my thumb. My thumb got caught on the table saw, and I was like. It, and I'm, I have no compassion. I'm immediately like, oh, but we have 20 orders. <laughs> like, how do you just can, can you wrap it in something? So, yeah, you you got mad instead a, of empathetic, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't mad at him, but I got no, be like honest, annoyed. My, like, God, yeah. My man, first thought no. was, how does this affect me? <laughs> and then, uh, but then, so I, I had this happen. Wait, this, can I add to that real quick before yeah, we yeah. move on? Because yeah. Two things happen. Same scenario, almost a little in that I was selfish, right? So a guy I met in Tulsa, big. He's like, dude, I'm a new fan. I didn't. My wife introduced me to you, but yada yada yada. Uh, I gave him a koozie and a coaster, and he's like, uh, I said, you know what? I'll send you a shirt. I'll just send you one, dude. I was gonna give him a free shirt, right? He goes, no, I want to pay for it. Long story short, I got his address. I had my intern send him two shirts, three shirts. And then he hits me up on Twitter. He goes, hey, I don't know where you sent those, but it might be coming back. I'm like, well, what's going on? He goes, a tornado blew my house down. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I, I was like, really? I just sent you yeah, yeah, three shirts for free. <laughs> right. And a tornado. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that happened. And another guy that's working on a website for me, mm-hmm. um, a fake newspaper, by the way. It's called the Hickory. So our real newspaper yeah. is called the Hickory Daily Record. Yeah. I bought Hickory Daily Records 
And it's going to be just like it. This dude's like, I'm all in. I work at a newspaper in Tennessee. I'll, I'll do it for you, blah, blah, blah. And it was supposed to be ready. He goes, oh, he sends me a picture. His computer caught on fire. Tornadoes, computers on fire. Uh, guys cutting their thumbs. Heffern and Reap doesn't have time for your problems. Yeah, yeah, we're we're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so get your shit together so that we can succeed, please. Thank you. Let me Sorry. ask you this: Have you ever been uh, dehydrated, I'm like sure. legit dehydrated? Yeah, you get a really bad headache. So this week on stage, um, and I'm telling you this now, just in case I uh, drop, uh, I was wobbly on stage. Like oh, I couldn't no. get my balance. Like really, like I'd go and it almost feel like almost like you're on a, a stability ball. And yeah. earlier, I had the worst pain that came through my jaw, like almost like somebody took a lighter, went like this, and just went all the way up my like my jaw. So then I was wired. So of course, before a show, I'm um, WebMDing. It's a whatever artery you have there that I have blockage and stuff. And yesterday on stage, I had to sit the entire show because I was afraid that I was going to tip over. I didn't know what to do. It's a great show. I literally told the crowd, hey, I have Bell's palsy and I have a weird thing with the light and I'm having a hard time standing up. Uh, and I slur and mumble anyway, so they probably thought I was drunk, but I sit down and I sat the whole time. Wow. Um, I was going to ask you if you think it's Bell Bell's palsy coming back. Nah, I, don't, I don't know. Now I'm doing that dude thing where you're like, do you go? Do you go get it checked? Or do you something that like cardiac artery yep. or something? Carotid artery. I, I can't. I can't even say it. Yeah, I can't even. So anyway, I got a bad one too. Uh, that's a stroke maker. We we both probably got stroke makers waiting on us because that's how my dad had his stroke. By Is the that, way, you want to give um, you? Would you like an update on all that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you about to ask me though? No, no. I, I, yeah. So you know how you read what what symptoms you have. And then just the whole day today, I'm like, well, that's it. I feel it. My neck is sore. That's it. Da, da, da. So I, I might go. I might go somewhere. I, there's a thing that you can do, an ultrasound um, thing that you can go to where they actually look it, somehow with x-rays or ultrasound. They're able to look at and see if your arteries are clogged and <laughs> what you could do and all this crap. And uh, I think you and I should both go and compare. Can, can we just do it online? Oh yeah, I just want to show. Yeah, mine's full of mine's full of gouda and cookie dough. <laughs> oh right? yeah, it's like, all the charcuterie board crap. Yeah, you it's, it's yeah, it's a whole yeah. So we should do that. Uh, also, I, I forgot to mention this. Denny Jackson, Alan, we got one more picture. That I want to throw up there that Denny Jackson created for me and John Heffern and Reno Collier. Um, oh, I, I believe I it's that. the Sea Amigos that um, Alan. I don't know if I said, I think I said there it is. Now I, well, I can change that picture, John, um, if you don't like it. But look how good Reno looks with that damn goatee, and you know he looks like <laughs> he yeah. looks yeah, like he looks some like sort of con hat. conquistador with that yeah that look. But anyway, if you're wondering what the hell that is in 2023. Me, John Heffron here, and Reno Collier are going to be doing a cruise um, November 5 through 11, and you could be a part of that. It's not till next year, November next year. So you got plenty of time, but save the date for us, and it's going to be a good time. Um, 
When are you in Toledo? I saw that. Then this coming weekend, this coming Friday and Saturday. I'm apparently there. I it's, it, you ever work a club and then the club cancels you and then rebooks you someplace else and nobody tells you. Mm-hmm. Like I had that happen to me. I was supposed to go to o- Omaha. I haven't paid it. One of the Island boys to plug the date. <laughs> and then right. I went to their website and then I was, I was gone. Uh, and then it popped up that I'm in Toledo. When this weekend? After, not, not this oh. weekend, but a couple <laughs> weeks. So when you're at your show in Toledo this weekend, um, Will you plug my show? Yeah, oh, sure. I'll be, yeah. I'll be there a month later. Yeah, talk, yeah. Why don't we do that all the time for each other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, there. I'll do that. I will totally like. Um, let's see here. I'll do it in the middle of my act. So you're there this weekend. So I'm there a month. Uh, a month later. Yeah. Do you want to record anything and then I'll just play it on my phone? You know, from the stage. Oh yeah, that that's a good idea. Cool about that, yeah. Oh, also, uh, Leon, John Jock the Third. Uh, it's Port Canaveral. We live on a Port Canaveral. We're going to Coco Cay. It's a private island. We're going to uh, Cozumel, Mexico, Honduras. It's seven days, seven nights. It's going to be fun. Comedy, karaoke, um, all the meeting and greeting you can handle, and we're going to have a good time. Um, because I kind of brought it up and I didn't finish my thought. It's, you know those open loops? People hate those. Yeah, yeah. I brought up my dad, so... Uh, people, you know, they know my dad had a stroke four years ago. Uh, he's still paralyzed on his left side. He still lives at Trinity Ridge, which is a skilled nursing facility. Um, he has lost all of his teeth. They couldn't brush his teeth during COVID. So they all rotted. They had to be pulled. He has dentures. Um, and I think he's just resigned himself. He's not trying to do anything to get better. He doesn't want to do therapy. You know, he just wants to eat milkshakes and watch <laughs> daytime television and sleep. So that's the update. It's nothing positive, which is why I don't really bring it up much. I don't mm. want to be a Debbie Downer, but some people are, have been asking what's up with Popsicle. So there you go. Thanks for the well wishes. Best thing you could do is uh, I know, just keep him in your thoughts and prayers, I guess. But I don't think he's getting out of there. I don't think he wants to get out of there, but that's where we're at right now. Um, yeah, let's move on. That's kind of sad. Uh, I will do that for you right now. Heffron and Reed. Subject change. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Toledo, when do you get to Toledo? Friday. I have to fly out Friday, the day after Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, so the I went- first day I'm drinking. So uh, first, I've... Uh- you know, airfare is like a million dollars, right? It probably yeah. costs you seven hundred billion to get to Toledo. I've been buying airfare because I have a bunch of corporate events. I'm in like Raleigh and then Asheville and then doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um. So you get in first. How so? You haven't drank in a month, right? The last drink I had was a, a one month ago, uh, April the second. Today's May second. How you feeling? I feel great. I mean, I've been tempted just one one time I almost drank, and that was Tulsa. This weekend, I had no problem because I only had to do one show Friday, one show Saturday mm-hmm. in Syracuse, sadly. But also, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, um, I've I've done shows like that where they go, hey, there's not going to be a, a Friday second show, and you're going to do two. And at first, you're like, what, what am I? And then you realize, I doing two great. shows a night's dumb. You don't have to see you got one show. You're not yeah. saving any energy. You can just, you just do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of happy about that because I, I wasn't tempted to drink in between the shows. And I was able to, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give you my order now. I'm going to get my food to go. <laughs> and I would go back to my room, pop in an Alpine's hemp edible and wait <laughs> for that to kick in. I would watch right. something on uh, Netflix or Hulu and uh, pig out and pass out, baby. Loved it. Uh, Eric, But I will be drinking on the 5th. Nice. Eric Lane was in Phoenix and saw my show. So uh, he says it's a great show. He says great great good shows. I had good shows. And because the guys I worked with were so they complimented me a lot, Mm -hmm. which is is nice when you hear it from other comics. Yeah. You know, Um, so just the whole man, the whole week was good. Have you um, have you watched anything interesting lately? Because I have some uh, things that you could watch. Yeah, we need to. Uh, I will. Uh, I watched uh, some Marvel movie on the flight today. Um, oh, side note, in in I don't know if this is a bit Tammy Pescatelli does. So I don't. I I'm thinking, but they made an announcement on my flight that uh, somebody on the flight has peanut a- allergies. And again, if this is a comic, who I'm not trying to do your bit, but they literally said so. You can't have as I have a bag of peanut M and M's. Right. So I'm right. like, am I not allowed to even bring them out? Or, you know, so I put them in my pocket and I was just kind of like, like I look around and then <laughs> I, I pop one. Yeah. Why is peanut allergies? Why does that get to be the thing that the whole, the, everybody on the plane has to abide by? Like I, I'm where I'm allergic to cats. Right. And there, so, so if I'm allergic to cats, can I make it so no cats are on the plane? You, I, I, I think so. I, I, yes. I mean, is that fair? Or like, why is one allergy wh- or right. the other? Yes, it's dumb. I don't know how they come up with that. They don't poll everyone beforehand and go like, I'm allergic to cats. They or have a Because they don't think it's a deathly thing. But like, by the way, peanut allergies did not exist 15, I don't 20 remember. years ago. And by the way, it's only in America. Yeah. You, or have a peanut allergy flight then. You know, yeah. if you have yeah. a peanut allergy, then you you get you get the the seven yeah. to I don't know. I don't know any I, I'm not I'm not saying the peanut allergy. You should allergy. have an all all peanut flight just brought to you by planters, and then everyone on the plane has to eat peanuts from planters. But yeah, I don't know. It's dumb. And they gave you away anyway. But then they went through with the cart and gave you an option that you could have pistachios. Oh. So I don't know why they would make that announcement and then give everybody pistachios. Really? Pistachios? That's a pretty expensive nut for an airline. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was pistachios. Well, you know, Delta, Delta Comfort, dude. You know. <laughs> um, My boy! Yeah, buddy! <laughs> uh, uh, I, I saw a movie. What do you think about... Um, Michael Bay movies, the guy who did uh, Transformers. And I, I can't Boy. stand Transformers. Uh, uh, every time I've watched them, when the Transformers are fighting, I don't know who's winning. I can't. Yeah, my yeah, I, yeah. Can't, I don't know. They need to make one super red, the other one super, yeah. super yellow, just so you know. But it, it's too much going on. It's nonsense. Yeah. Well, there's a new movie out right now called Ambulance. Um. And it's, it's called a, what? Ambulance. 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 Okay. How do you say it? Am, ambulance. 
How do you how do you pronounce that word? Jimmy? I got I got uh, there's an ambulance. Ambulance, ambulance. I, I I guess I'm hitting the U in ambulance, and you're just glossing over that U ambulance. Say it again. Um, okay, let me th- uh, say it without having anything about it. Quick, um, nine one one. Quick, quick, pull over. There's an ambulance coming. Ambulance. Yeah, that's how you say it. You said it right. I didn't do it right. Anyway, it's a dumb. It's 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 the it looks like a cheesy nineties uh, movie that that's trying to adapt to today. A lot's going on in it. A lot of action. If you love action movies. You'll probably like it. At the end of the movie, I ended up going, I looked at Jody, I go like, that was dumb, but I liked it. It was a perfect <laughs> amount of cheese. It's a cheesy action flick, cheesy lines in there, but it's a good cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love those. So out of Ooh, a one to down. five, I give it a three, a 3.75. Not great. I wouldn't watch it again. But I was laughing. It's a good movie to laugh at while you're watching it with someone else and talk over it and point out incongruent, you know, like weird stuff. We watched um, on the flight uh, the uh, the Marvel, the Mort, not Immortals. Immortals. What is it? Oh wait, no, I'm thinking I don't know. different. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Bill Murray movie that's coming out called Mortals, being mortal, where he got in trouble. Um, but we have. Let me ask the Ellen Jackson. Is our guest? In the bullpen. You can tell me in private chat or you can just pop on here and tell me. Oh, here we go. Private chat. Yes, he is. All right. Well, uh, John Heffron, allow me to introduce this guy. What do you say? Sure. And we could even ask him other stuff. Like I, uh, we could ask him about um, Kid Rock versus Bruce Springsteen. That's the thing right now. Did you know this? I, I know. I didn't. Um What's that? Okay, well, yeah, bring it up because I'm curious to, to see what that is. Uh, and Bill Murray getting uh, in trouble for like insulting someone on set, and they shot the whole production down. Did you hear about that? They're not. Yep, couple things going on. But anyway, this guy has nothing to do with that. <laughs> this guy is full full disclosure. He's a sponsor of the Countryish Podcast. I met him. Zany's in Nashville. I was doing Steve Burns' podcast, which you've done as well, mm-hmm. Comedy Pinata, and he hosts. He sponsors Steve Burns' podcast as well. He approached me about it. I go, yes, let's do it. And um, I like what he's created. I like him. Uh, I want to party with this guy. I haven't really had a chance to party with him yet, but I know it's going to be fun. Um, please welcome to the show our special guest. <laughs> All right, Hello. joining Hello. us from yes. his man cave in Nashville, Jared Johnson, everybody. Oh, hey everyone. How's it going? Good, good, good. Good to have you. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm good. I don't know where to start, man. So many questions. <laughs> I go ahead, John. I I'm super curious because you know my uh open loop. I would like to hear real quick and then um if then John's I asking know what, me a question, I can't hear it. Oh, uh, you can't you can't hear John Heffern? No, I can't see him, can't hear him. 
Oh wow, the Alan Jackson. I wonder what's going on because we uh, we were trying to get that solved before the show. You couldn't hear Alan either, could you? No. Can you just uh, repeat everything? Yeah. So, so John, <laughs> ask me, and then I'll ask Jared. Oh my God. Well, John, were you asking about the uh, the, the Kid Bill Rock? Uh, oh. Yeah, the Kid Rock and and Bruce. Bruce. It's not even there. The, so, so Jared, uh, before the show, I mean. Uh, we like to talk about things that are going on in the news. Apparently, there's a Kid Rock versus Bruce Springsteen sort of feud going on. Um, people are saying, like, you know, Kid because Bruce is a little bit more liberal, Kid Rock's more conservative, and they're the, their fans are yelling at each other about no Kid Rock's has done way better and sold more uh, blah blah blah. Um, so they're kind of fighting right now. And uh, that's what's going on, John. It's nothing like real. They didn't start it. The fans kind of started it. And uh, I, I mean, there to me, it's no question. Bill, I mean, uh, Bruce, obviously, better singer-songwriter. Yeah. I would probably like to hang out with both of them. I'd probably agree more with Kid Rock's political views than, than Bruce's. But to, if we're just going music... I, 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 you can't compare. Not even close. I saw a YouTube video of how uh, Kid Rock's All Summer Long yeah. is one of the worst written songs and musical, like musically yeah. horrible songs ever. Yeah. I'm yeah. from Detroit, right? So I'm the first guy who's got to write Kid Rock. You By gotta, the way, that was that was um, not even, I mean, that was a take yeah. from, uh, uh, God, what was it, the Alabama song or something? Yeah. I forgot what it was. But let's let's talk about Jared Johnson real quick. Jared, I want to know about Sue the Collector. I want to know how you started this business. And uh, uh, let's get to know you, too. Where are you from? Where are you born and raised? So he, I was born and raised in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we um, pretty much were born with probably clots in our arteries, just like right off the bat, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's just like literally remember going to County stadium games. It's what it was before the big uh, ballpark that they have there now, which was Miller park, which is American family field. Now they had this tiny little thing called County stadium. And my dad, uh, pastor Johnson uh, would love to take us <laughs> to the cheapest seats, but also otherwise known as the beer seats. Mm. And the uh, beer seats, uh, as Pastor Johnson would not be imbibing, so he, we, we would just get beer dumped on us kids the whole time. It was just like, <laughs> way to save a buck, Dad. You know, it was <laughs> unbelievable, you know, choice. So, but I grew up in Milwaukee, and I mean, uh, you know, we eat custard, we, you know, uh, we, <laughs> right. we eat these burgers that are just absolutely giant. Um, uh, we, eat, uh, we just love absolute fatty foods. We eat cheese curds and sausages and stuff like that. And we do yes. this all the time. And, and honestly, you almost have to get out of the city of Milwaukee and get up North into the state, uh, in order to find the real, you know, creameries and dairies and stuff like that that'll actually sell you the real cheese curd experience uh and that stuff is unbelievable i mean it's it's uh, it's addictive honestly. it's so good i remember the first time i had when i was up there this is maybe 20 years ago 
And I'd heard about it. I mean, just as a, in a as in kids stories, eating her curds and whey well, was like Little Miss Muffet. I'm like, what the hell is a curd? What's a whey? I have no idea. And someone said cheese curds. I'm like, oh, that's a real thing. Like, oh, oh it's real, real. And you're going to love it. Oh. And I do love them. I don't get them that much unless I'm up there. They're um, unbelievable. So, they're so know. good. I don't so know. If can so we just, you know, I grew up there, pastor's kid. Um, uh, me and, uh, John Christ have a lot in common, I think probably, um, you know, just, you know, growing up in that kind of experience. And then, um, so know, what kind I, of pastor was your dad? What, what, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pentecostal. So we saw some stuff, man. So <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So yeah, we saw some things and, uh, it was good. It was fun. Um, is, is real, you know, but it was, uh, something else, you know, and, uh, uh, you just, you know, it was like I said, we, I grew up in the eighties in, in Milwaukee when it was rough. I mean, it yeah. was like biker gangs and, and Motley right. Crue and Ozzy Osbourne and all this kind of stuff was kind of heavy back then. So I remember a lot of that and it was, I like all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of turned. I haven't been up but, there in a minute. I'm going to be up there uh, June 10 and 11 and 12 at the improv in Milwaukee. You were just you in there? Appleton, Wisconsin. I you was. Were, you were just in Appleton. Yeah. And that's like 40 minutes from my dad's house. So that's that's real close. I like Appleton. We used to hang out there all the time. And so when we were kids. So. Come to Milwaukee. So um, Milwaukee, so, yeah. be, you think beer, you think brats, you think cheese curds. You think brewers and, and you think bucks and you think Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's all that stuff. So it really so is. What, so how did you get from you growing up preacher's kid in Milwaukee to what you're doing now. Take us through that. Yeah. So I live in Nashville today and um, I had known a long time ago, I was very musical and I wanted to, uh, you know, get into that for a long time. Um, I would harass known celebrities when I was a kid. I mean, harass, but I was a kid. So, you know, they have to kind of put up with it. And so I, but I did this on purpose because I was really seeking out, like I, I knew what I wanted to do. And so uh, back in the day, I actually became uh, known as, you know, to the to the known people uh, in a little bit at a time and met some people. I know Toby Mac real good. Toby Mac. Okay. So uh, one of the first guys I really bothered too much probably was Toby. So <laughs> what um, do you mean you bothered him? How, how did you what were you doing? Well, the I think his record label had like a regular telephone number back then. I used to call it and leave voicemails like every day. And I think I left like five or 10 a day. And so finally, uh, Michael Tate from DC Talk called me back and he's like, hey, guy, you know, I just wanted to give you a call because you called us a hundred times, you know, and I was like, sorry, you know, and he, he talked. He's really nice, uh, very friendly. And uh, just look, I was just curious. I, I really knew that I liked that stuff a lot. And I, get a 100, I 100% believe that because you have my number and there'll be times at, at 1.30 in the morning where you're like texting me from Vegas and showing me like, hey, man, look at here. I won $8,000 on the <laughs> slot machine. I'm oh, like, dude, right. I'm a, I am a drunky McTexter. <laughs> 
Yeah, buyer beware. I yeah, if you give me your number, I am very likely to just be like, Dick right now, I'm gonna show some stuff. And I just go crazy. Oh, just yeah. Start, yeah, I just I'm sorry. And I hey, lose a little control on that. So everybody put your put your phone number in the comments section. <laughs> you want Jared to call you and just show you how much money he's winning on blackjack and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I have a good time in Vegas. Hang so. on, Jared. So John, you yeah. can't uh I know this is killing you, John Hefford, because Jerry can't hear you or see you. Yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of. I'm just listening only. Only because uh, yeah. he can't hear me. So, but, but what I'm feel- really curious, though, and I know you know, and I think I know, but everyone kind of. I think we lead with um, what he does because that gotcha. seems to be the All right. Every, right. I'll, I'll I'll do it now. Okay. So so Jared Johnson yes. started his own business. Yeah called Sue the Collector. Now, if you right. listen if you listen to a country-ish or a comedy pinata, you have heard me talk about Sue the Collector. Um, basically what that is, you know, if you're in debt, uh, if someone tries to to repossess your car, there are certain rights that you have as a consumer and they have to sometimes they don't play by the rules and if they don't, that's where my man comes in and he can win you a buttload of cash. He's good at getting cash. So tell us about Sue the Collector a little bit and how you got into it. So it was pretty simple. I work for attorneys today. Like, that's all I do. I've been, I mean, I kind of started out working for attorneys since I left uh, high school and uh, little by little just really exposed to it. And I mean, ultimately, first off, we're working for the personal injury attorneys. You know, those guys are kind of everywhere. And so I did that. And one of those guys went, hey, can you get us debt collection cases? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And so I went ahead, I looked into it and he taught, he he basically like went over the law real quick and I read up on it and I was like, yeah, I think this is something that, you know, can be done. But also I'm like newly married. I'm broke. Um, I have all these bills chasing me from back when I first got married and uh, we, I was the dummy that decided to time getting married in the 09 crash. So it was just real bad timing to get married. So, I mean, it was rough, but we, uh, we had had a few things coming around and I remember specifically one night I was in bed with my wife and we're watching TV. Like, you know, we're doing the thing, like we're, we're doing, we're watching, she's doing her thing. and I'm over here watching TV and her phone rings and I instantly go, who's that? She goes, I don't know. And so, Basically, uh, my phone rings next after she doesn't bother answering it. And I, and I pick it up and it's a debt collector. They're trying to collect on a real old checking account that went, you know, bye-bye a long time ago for a bank I can't name. And basically told the guy straight up, like, you need to give me all your information. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to challenge this and I'll send you a piece of paper tomorrow. So I actually sent them what every consumer can do, by the way. You can do this. It's free. You can you can challenge any debt collection within the first 30 days with a written letter that basically says this isn't right. This isn't valid. Please prove the debt is a valid debt. And that's called a debt validation letter. We'll send those out in the first 30 days. And if you do it within that first 30 days, they have to respond right away. If they don't respond right away, they can't collect the debt anymore. It's done. If they do respond right away and they validate the debt, they can continue to collect the debt. The other thing is while they're in the middle of investigating your claim, they can't collect the debt. 
they have to stop in the in that part in that between time. So that's what makes the second part of the story quite interesting. So the very next night after I'd sent this deck, this debt validation letter out, my wife gets another phone call, same number again. And I'm like, I know what's up. This is going to be my phone next. And sure enough, my phone rings, same guy. I hmm. said, hey, did you get my debt validation letter? He goes, no. I, I said, well, I faxed it to your office. Are you sure? And I said, go check. And he goes, all right, well, we got it here. He goes, what do you want us to do with it? I was like, well, you can't call me. Because the letter specifically says, don't call me. Secondly, you can't collect the debt because that violates federal law. And here you're trying to attempt to collect the debt. Why else would you be calling me for the weather? And so bottom line, this guy ended up breaking the law right then and there. He cussed me out. I threw a couple cusses at him and then we all hung up like men. And so I turned around and uh, gave it to the attorney. The attorney called me back that afternoon, the next day, and said, hey, don't cuss at those guys anymore. Uh, by the way, uh, they want to settle this case with your wife. And I was like, wow, how much? They were like, they're going to give your wife $500, and they're going to pay me attorney's fees, and the debt itself is invalidated forever. Are you cool with that? I was like, of course I'm cool with that. So they turn around and they send a check to me for 500 bucks and a settlement agreement, signed it and sent it back. And that's it. It literally disappeared from the credit reports and it's all gone. And we've, we've since slam dunk. Like I went through my credit report after that day. I was like, we got to slam dunk all these things. So we did it. We just went through all of them and we started slam dunking them all. And now credit's great. Everything's fine. We, uh, the last person to ever try and collect the debt from me, I don't even know what it was for, but some crazy debt. Columbia Records and Tapes. And I was driving my family in Atlanta, and I was just like, hey, uh, do you even know who you're calling? And I was, because at this point, I don't sue the collector for a while. And I'm like, at least Google my name, you know, yeah. and you'll find out real fast. And so <laughs> these guys, this lady, she did it on the phone and she goes oh i'm really sorry we're just throwing this in the garbage she did it like in that second wow. uh, so it's just you know um you know, bottom line is you have rights you can you can fight with debt collectors don't cuss them out over the phone play the victim be nice and write them challenging letters and then if you, if they start violating law let us take care of it i got a whole team of lawyers all across the united states i am not a lawyer to be clear about that and uh, I just have a high school diploma, so that's that's fine. So I don't need to have a law degree to do all this. I can own a law firm without being a lawyer, believe it or not. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And uh, <laughs> so I love this. Of, yeah, Wait, hold so on. Okay, you John, can, yeah, well, how do you think Nancy Pelosi gets rich? How right. do you think that? I There's got two questions. I got two questions. One, one by Dylan Burke. Right. You said you have to, if you send them a letter right away, letting them know, no, they have to respond to you right away. How, how they want to define what is right away. Is that a day? Is it two days? Is it a week? Look, you get a debt collection letter in the mail on the very bottom of it. It's going to be a whole paragraph that says you may dispute this debt within the first 30 days. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to exercise that. You're going to yeah. actually do something there. So you're going to write them back. You're not going to call them, by the way. You can't, you can't ask for a validation of debt over the phone. you gotta, you got to write them a letter, stick it in the envelope, put a stamp on it, and put it in the mail. And this is how gotcha. it's done. It's the law. It's written that way. So you got to follow the law. 
And so if you do it that way, right off the bat, within the first 30 days, Got it. You, you then engage in this debt dispute process, and they are no longer allowed to collect the debt anymore while you wait for their response. Gotcha. Okay, John, what was your question? Uh, my question, which, uh, did I forget? I, I didn't forget it. By the way, the, uh, views of everybody on the Heffern and Reap podcast are not necessarily the views of, uh, John Heffern and, and John Reap. It's just awesome um, here and I can't hear him. I, I know. So, yeah. He's, so he's just talking. Yeah. Hang I'm on. just talking. We T- tell him he's not yet. missing anything. You're not missing um, anything. Hang on. Just keep going, John. I got Okay. So my bigger question, John, is, is what he said. If you don't have to be a, a lawyer to own a law firm. And if there's a website in DC, uh, you you know the second this podcast is over, I'm creating the Heffern and Reap and uh, blank law firm. Yeah, John is saying um, yeah. he he loves the fact that you uh, are not a lawyer, but you somehow own a law firm with just a high school diploma, which has now incentivized him. As soon as we're done with this, he's going to go buy the law firm Heffern and Reap law firm. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with it, but it's it's uh, John's motivated. Yeah, I'll give mm. it that. Yeah. So what uh I, okay, so I when I was I'll tell you a quick story, Jared, and I wish I knew you when I was when I just moved to Los Angeles because mm. I moved to LA in 2000. Um I was making no money. I was making just, you know, 500 bucks a weekend here and there as a comedian. I um was running out of money. I was I had lived off my credit cards for two or three years, and so they just ran taking you to Vegas and trying triple that money. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would love that. By the way, I'm gonna take you up on that. But I was just living carelessly. I was young and dumb, and just thought like, you know, one of these days I'm gonna be rich. Who cares? Well, that was not happening. But the phone calls were happening. The credit cards were calling me. I wasn't able to pay the bills, and so I filed for bankruptcy. Mm. Um, which I, I, I signed up for some debt consolidation mm. thing and mm. that's not, that's not what you do, but, but it mm. ruined my credit for a couple of years. I didn't, I only had to pay a fraction of what I owed, but I wish I'd have known you then because this is different than what you do, right? No, it's a whole different thing. And I, and by the way, anybody listening, don't file bankruptcy and don't get involved with debt consolidation companies. Don't, those are two major big mistakes. But debt consolidation companies are just huge scams. I mean, that's all that they are. They're just a massive scam. And they don't really fix any problems. In fact, they may even quadruple your problems because it's that company down the road that will take you to court and sue you and turn all that debt to a judgment. So that's no good. And then a bankruptcy, yeah, I've done it too. I was an idiot. I didn't know what I was doing way back in the day either. I thought if I don't do this, oh, my gosh, all this stuff's going to happen. Had I known then what I know now, oh, I just let it all come at me because I would have yeah. fought it with the, you know, amount of weapons that you have. There's a million things you can do to tear these yeah. guys apart, and it's and these uh, the attorneys uh, see the the and here's where the power comes from. By the way, it's the attorneys' fees. So let's say you owe a thousand dollars. Well, these guys work for five hundred dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. So the moment they take your case, they start running that clock. It takes them about two hours to get a thousand dollars in fees. And that's where they just started. And so before you know it, they got eight to ten thousand dollars in attorney's fees. Your debt was a thousand. Now the whole thing's upside down. And mm-hmm. then that's where they have those guys. 
and they can turn around and be like, look, we have all this time in a legitimate case that is only worth to you 1500 bucks. So we'll settle it for 7,000. How about that? Mm-hmm. And so, that's how, it, I mean, wow, they're yeah. using the power and leverage of the attorney's fees against debt collection companies. And a lot of debt collection companies just want to get out of it. They know already that they're very wise to it. They will, they will rather cut you a check and call it a day yeah. or, or throw it away. Believe it or not, there's, debt collection lawsuits and stuff if you actually challenge those guys in court keep showing up and throw them all sorts of paperwork they'll drop your case they don't want to mess with it you're costing them tons of money and they barely make any money on them dang lawsuits in the first place right so it's not worth it it's just wow so how did you like go let's go back a little bit um you and your wife were getting the phone calls and then um you dealt with it how did you turn that into a business? Uh, well, I said that very next day, I put my feet on my desk and I thought to myself, why isn't this something bigger? You know, ever you drive around the country and I drive around the country and all you see like Alexander Shinora billboards and you see like Morgan and Morgan billboards in Los Angeles, you see, you know, Salino and Barnes billboards and all these guys, right? But why is there nothing? Guys are not a single billboard for like, you can sue your debt collectors. That just didn't make sense to me. So I thought, well, why, why won't I start the whole thing? Why don't I do it? And so I wow. did. I, I jumped on GoDaddy and I bought the domain name for $11.99. And today we have about fifty to 70,000 visitors a month coming to our website and getting uh, free consumer help. And that all goes to the team of attorneys we put together over the years. And then those cases get litigated and sent out. And uh, we've got cases in the docket now that are worth millions of dollars, potentially. We've got some that are worth thousands. And it's just a matter of you telling us what the what's happening. But we won't do a couple things. Well, we won't fix your credit. We don't do that. We absolutely will not do it. If you tell us, I need this off my credit report, that you're on your own. We don't do that because we're, we're not a credit fixer company. We just don't do that. Now, our litigation might result in your credit being fixed, but that's not our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to sue the debt collector and then put money in your pocket and then, you know, for my attorneys to earn a living as well. So that's, you know, that's the goal. I wish I'd have known you back then. Um, (laughs) I know recently you were, you were looking for people who had their car repossessed. Is this, are you still looking into that? Oh no. Yeah. Huge. Uh, we, you know, the here, I'm going to give you something, John, we're going to have a little role play. Are you ready? Have a little Heffron and reap role play live (laughs) on the internet. (laughs) Let's do it. It's gonna it's gonna happen here. So let's say you're the repo guy. You look like a repo guy, by the way. John Repo. You can't spell yeah. repo without repo. That's right. You know, I can see you with some overalls and, and, and just coming up on me and, and you're trying to take my Ferrari. And look, so in the United States, everywhere, if you come on up with your truck and you you haven't even touched my car yet, but let's say I'm out there, right? Bottom line is I can tell you, I, the consumer can tell you, John Repo, to stop the repo. I can just tell you to stop. You do not have, the repo guy does not have a legal right to my car. They don't in the United States at all. In fact, they can tell you, you can tell a guy to stop. Now, let Sorry, me man. I, I, you shit out of luck. I got a work order right here. I'm taking right. this puppy. Ain't that, nothing you can do. Why that's bother? what they will tell you. They will be like, I got a job. 
I've got orders. I've got this. Well, you tell them to shove them orders up their butt. They don't have the right to take the car. So we tell consumers, look, stand your ground. You can tell these guys to stop. And if they refuse to stop taking your car after you've verbally and orally protested, then they have broken the law. And that is a uniform commercial code law that's in every state in the country. And basically, when you when they violate that law, you now have damages, and they can, you can actually sue them for repoing your car wrongfully. Now, what would be a right way to do this? Now, the right way to do this is for the bank to go to court and sue you for possession of the car. That's something they can do. Now, banks do that all the time for your house. Obviously, no one just shows up at your house and says, get out. And so that doesn't happen. It's the same with a car. It's not really that much different. A car, you have a title to a car, title to assets. These are all titleable assets. These are all collateral. Basically, if you tell somebody that's trying to take your car without a court order, you can tell them to stop because they don't have the power of law behind them mm-hmm. until they go to court. Now, if they go to court and they get and the bank gives the the bank gives the actual creditor the right to go get the car. They can send that order to the repo guy, and they'll send with him a court order. That's something they can show you. And then, obviously, don't do not do that against a court order because then you are in contempt of court, and then you could be in trouble for that. So don't do that. Gotcha. But if without the court order – now, I'm telling you, 99.9999% of these do not have a court order. These guys – that's why they sneak up in the middle of the night to try and wheel that car out of there at 2 a.m. out of your driveway or wherever. And so here's my suggestion. You really need that car. You need to lock it up. I mean, in a garage. If your garage is full of stuff, put your stuff out and get the car in and lock <laughs> the garage down if you really need that car so bad. And then if you take it out, the guy might follow you around. Try and secure that car. Make it something that, you know, that they can't get at. Uh, They can't break a lock to get to your car. They can't break into your garage to get your car. They can't assault you or push you or trespass on your private property. If they've been warned that you are trespassing, they need to get off the property. That's, I mean, that's a violation. So these things are all, you have the power to stop your own repo if you need that car. Yeah. You know, and, and and let me put this just out there. I would rather banks sued you over the car. Why? Because there's a lot of honest consumers that did send the payment in. Mm-hmm. They're not behind. The payment's lost or the payment got mishandled, right? So they need to, it would be better if the consumer had a right to go to court and tell the judge and show yeah. the judge, I did this. No, here's proof that I've paid this guy and there's no reason to give him possession of the car. That's the right way to go. So. Yeah. We've gotten some comments here. Um, a lot of people are loving this topic right now. Can you see the comments, Jared? I see it. Oh, wait. I, if I click this thing right here, I bet you I do. Oh, Darren, there we go. Yeah, a lot Sorry. of comments. Darren Green Sorry. says um, he wants to know how do you get paid. Uh, they can't pay the loan back. How do, how do you get money out of this deal as your business? How do you get paid? They can't pay loan back. No, listen, Darren, it's pretty simple. If uh, we have a case, my law firm gets attorney's fees. And so, and I get a salary from my law firm. I don't get to touch attorney's fees at all because that's a felony in every state. So I get a salary because I work for the law firm as a managing partner. 
but I am not an attorney. So I can't, I don't, and myself, I don't own or attorney's fees. My attorneys do. The attorneys sure. do. Well, by fees. the way, it's, it's your business. You should get paid something. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, you started yeah. the whole damn business. I, right? I have the, I collect the salary and uh, that's how I get paid personally. And then lawyers get paid by earning attorney's fees. And so the case itself, if it has merit, has value, uh, the consumer actually suffered damages. It, it's something that, you know, we'll take up because then that, again, it's attorney's fees, $500 mm-hmm. an hour. So, uh, you know, the idea is, is if your damages exceed the actual, you know, deficiency judgment, what's owed on the vehicle itself left over, that's a good case. And so, cause we yeah. have a guy, so we have a guy up in uh, Syracuse, New York. I can't mention the name of the bank or nothing. Um, he was nearly killed over his car being repoed and we got his case wow. nearly killed. And so a guy uh, came up on the property and this guy's an ex New York police officer. And this guy, he stopped him. He did everything I told you. He stopped before the guy ever touched his truck. He got up there and said, you can't take the truck. This guy uh, went into the back of his truck and turned all of his cameras off and then proceeded to get his pistol out and start pistol whipping and, and beating this guy to death. Oh, and no. this this happened. And so that is a, a very strong case because this guy now is personally injured. So he has a personal injury case. But also doing that to somebody is unbelievable over a yeah, like a $25,000 truck, right? Right. And so then we get to sue the original finance company, which this is a major finance company, major finance company. I can't say who we're suing. Um, and so it's a major company. So obviously they're in trouble on this. And so there's a third company. There's like three defendants on the lawsuit itself. We get to sue all three of them all at the same time. <laughs> they're all on the hook. And so this guy... Uh-huh. He's hanging in there. You know, he's had some financial tough times, uh, but he's hanging in there. We're hoping that he just keeps hanging in there because we'd love to take this one to trial. Because, I mean, you get like, you know, four grandmas and six hardworking dads on that jury or something. You know, oh, sure. I don't think they're going to feel super sympathetic to a, a repo guy or what it, what happened there at all. And we figured they're probably going to give this guy a boat, a, just a wheelbarrow full of money. And this it's the way it ought to be. Um, I got another comment here from Stephanie L. Osborne. A family member just got sued from a debt from 18 years ago and had no idea of it. They are getting state taxes taken away. What should they do? It depends on what the debt is. Now, if they were sued over a federal student loan, that would be that's that's what I'm thinking is going on there. And uh, federal student loans. Um, the Congress gave itself a lot of leeway on federal mm-hmm. student loans. That's why Dave Ramsey and these other guys call it scams. It's just, it's not great. Yeah. Um, they give themselves all the advantage in the world. You can't bankrupt a student loan. Uh, they can take your taxes. Um, they can seize your taxes over, over a period of time. So it really depends on uh, what the, what kind of debt that was. If I've nailed it, Stephanie, I think it's probably a student loan. Uh, in no state in the country can you sue anybody over uh, that long of a time. The maximum is 10 years in the country. Yeah, it, it was a credit card. I got to tell you, I have no idea how they sue anybody over a credit card that was 18 years old. Hmm. Um, and that's something we'd love to look at, to be honest with you. And there bottom, you yeah, bottom line, um, you know, if they were properly served, 
you know, they actually were served, and we'd like to know that. There's all sorts of little things we'd like to know about it, but yeah, uh, Stephanie, call call one eight seven seven bad repo or one eight seven seven two two three seven three seven six, and uh, tell get let's get the details on that one. That'd be interesting. Just, yeah, you can su- submit your claim on suethecollector.com right on our website. See if that's easier. If you don't want to talk to nobody, but that's there yeah. you go. What, uh, yeah. so John and I are, we love promo codes. <laughs> Is there something that we could do where people, like if we bring people to your business from this podcast, um, you know, we don't want anything. We're just, you know, we want to let you know, Hey, we talked about it. Now, here we go. Is there a promo code thing that you can put on your website? It's no, yeah, we will put one up, but we don't have one today. But how about we? How about we just say it's it's forward slash reap, and then so if we go to if you go to suethecollector dot com forward slash reap, or if you just mention to our operators, it's, uh, oh okay, promo we can do that. Hey, Darren, I'm sorry. We've been yeah, we have been talking about this for a second. Darren Green's like, we just change the subject, man. <laughs> John Hereford. John, you have to have a question. I know you've been sitting on it. It's, it sucks for John. He, I know <laughs> he's got a lot. Oh, go ahead, John, and I'll relay. Uh, no, I was I was just listening uh, to all the stuff and thinking back. Uh, do I have any debt? I, I get those collection letters all the time, and I toss them every time because yeah. I'm just like, I don't even know if these are real. You know, I've, yeah. uh, I don't even know. I have business people that have paid so... money to take care of stuff. So if something gets to me, I'm like... Yeah, you're not legit. You know, there's so many scams going on right yeah. now. I mean, I would hate to be an elderly person today because I'm and I live with you know I live with my mom. She's in her seventies, and I see people. You know, she's like, "Well, what's this? Uh, do I need to reply to that? No, that's just delete that. That's trash. Yeah. That's nothing." So there's a lot coming at people today. Um, very easily to get sort of taken advantage of if you don't know what your rights are. So I get, I get stuff the all the time from like emails from PayPal and stuff or Amazon where you're like, I don't, this, this can't be real. And I've watched enough YouTube videos of that guy who goes after people uh, doing that Amazon scam. Yeah. Which we got to have that guy on because those are, I'm obsessed oh, with yeah. those. You learn a lot about so, the So, Jared, have you heard, yeah. have you seen this guy? There's a guy who like, um, trolls um call uh, centers you, call yeah. centers when people call you up and try to scam you out of something he acts like an old lady and he's oh no oh what is it now tell me the-. And, and as he's talking to these people on the phone he's hacking their computer oh like he's he, that's what he really does he's like a computer hacker and so it, as he's talking to them as an old lady who pretends to be giving up all this information and being naive wow. he's hacking into their shit and deleting all of their <laughs> files and he holds them at ransom and he's like wow. he's like, you just try to take Twenty thousand dollars for me. You thought I was an old lady. Now, what are you going to do to get it back? Right. <laughs> so oh my guy, god! It's so funny. But uh, yeah, we should have him on here sometime. Um, Jared, when? Um, all right. So you're in Nashville now. I'm in Nashville now. You've uh, I I go to Nashville quite a bit. Uh, was I hate I missed you. I was there for my fiftieth uh, birthday party, and I had did the Grand Ole Opry and. Um, you were what? I was in Vegas. Yeah. I was in Las Vegas. So it was good. It was a long trip in Las Vegas too. Holy mackerel. 
So I feel like you one. should you should also start maybe your own like gambling or betting website because oh no if people can see <laughs> what I see the messages I get from you I'm like oh my god this guy's <laughs> you got money coming in from everywhere everywhere but it's it's luck it really is sometimes this is fortune you know favors the brave sometimes and i'm an idiot so i i throw money around <laughs> like an idiot sometimes so it's i mean it's you know it's i've been going to vegas a long time though i mean i really have i've been going to when i was single before i even got married I used to go there all the, all the time because from nashville you could fly in southwest airlines for like 89 dollars yeah. you know one way and that was when i had no money and yeah. so I remember this one time I went there and uh, I, I, I didn't, I needed some new clothes and I knew that I didn't want to pack a bag because I, I wanted to get a bag there and then bring home all new clothes so they wouldn't have twice as many clothes. And so I remember getting there and we start drinking on the plane. Of course we yeah. have to. So <laughs> we we're just pounding them on the plane and it's like four or five on the plane, get on the ground uh, get checked into the hotels. I think we did all nighter right off the bat, just blaze all night. And I remember being up at six in the morning in the Palazzo playing a stupid slot machine. And then I would remember my stomach being so upset, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah. I've been drinking. And uh, I needed to go to the bathroom and I didn't go right away. And then I thought it was a uh, gas and it wasn't gas at all. <laughs> And oh, I'm sitting no. there, and I'm sitting there in the bathrooms right there, and then my brain just panicked, and I went, "I need to get upstairs to my room." So I go to the elevator as fast as I humanly can, and I get in. And as soon as I get in, there's twelve other people in there almost immediately, and I could feel Mount Vesuvius just exploding. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had made a terrible mistake, and I'm standing there, and this guy behind me literally gasps, audible gasp. <laughs> And I'm st standing there. I'm like, oh, who's that? Who? You know, I'm trying to play it off. And and everyone's and this guy's like, dude, you, you shit your pants, man. And I'm like, what? Are, no, what are you talking about? And I didn't want to acknowledge this reality at all. And there were so many stops on this floor. It with that elevator went forever. And I, had, I was like on the 30th floor. There's like 14 stops. And these people were just trying to get around me like I was covered in flies. It was unbelievable. There's like, oh, uh, and so I, I finally get to the room and I survey the damage and it looked like I had been mudding without a truck <laughs> oh, for real. I've never seen it go from the top of your collar oh, all the way to your sock. <laughs> that sucks, oh, dude. Hey, so, yeah, it's all it's happened to the best of us, brother. Um, well, well, you forgot the worst part. I, I didn't pack any clothes oh that's right <laughs> what did you and do so i'm in i'm in the room and i strip off and i jump in the shower i basically look i swear it was bad and so i'm standing there like dang what am i gonna do and so i call my buddy lou and i said hey lou can you go to the store and get me some clothes he's like dude it's seven in the morning i'm not going nowhere <laughs> I'm staying right here. And so I finally had to wait in the room for a while. There was a Banana Republic like downstairs. And so I hunted around the room and I found a robe and slippers. That's all that was there because yeah. everything I owned was destroyed. 
And so I called downstairs to the Banana Republic when they opened. I said, y'all mind if I come downstairs and get some clothes? And they, th- this lady on the phone, she's like, well, I have two questions for you. She's like, one, do you have money? And I was like, yes, I have some money. She's like, that's good. She's like, two, you have to pay for everything before you try anything on. And I was like, that's fine. I'll agree to that. That's a, that's an easy deal. I said, I'll be right down. She's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry this is happening. She says, look, li-, she says, literally, not the first time. Not the first <laughs> time for us. So, <laughs> like, I don't oh know what the hell she's even talking about. So I literally went down practically naked through the entire Venetian mall. Oh. And had to buy clothes and then drag them back upstairs and salvage the trip. It was pretty <laughs> awful. That sucks, dude. I've been locked out of my room accidentally. You know, it's a classic scene in a comedy where someone runs out the hotel room to get a you know a bucket of ice or to pick something off the ground, and they're just gonna towel, and then like boom, now that you're locked <laughs> out of your room. That's happened to me before. Very embarrassing. I couldn't imagine it being. Uh, having to go 30 floors down and trying on clothes and stuff. Um, we got to wrap this one up. John Hereford, what were you trying to tell me, brother? I'm sorry. I, uh, I sorry, don't even dude. know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I was just spending the thing listening yes, and thinking uh, about uh, how many times I've been locked out of uh, hotel rooms. And then you go down there, you don't have pants and then you have to go to the front desk and go, I'm in room 422. They go, well, you have any ID? So I know that it's you. No and you're ID, like, well, the problem exactly. is, is I'm I'm I don't have any pants like I don't have a yeah. way to tell you so I mean uh, that's yeah, what they should put in man, a poor bar. man sort of thing like, yeah. it could be a very wealthy guy who just shows up in a robe and slippers or yeah. it could be a homeless guy and you don't know I, I, I just want to um I have to bail but I do want to plug some stuff if I could real Go quick ahead, John. Uh, plug, just some dates uh, <laughs> just some dates coming up this weekend uh, May sixth and seventh. Grand Rapids, the listening room, then Ann Arbor, 13th and 14th, and then someplace in Colorado. They haven't put my name up on the uh, website yet, so I'm not plugging them. So it's it's give or take. Uh, then June, Toledo. So I got a bunch of fun stuff. I'm in your neck of the woods. I'm going to be live with you, John. Reap, I, know, I think I'm in, in like two weeks or something like that. John Hereford coming to North oh, Carolina. We'll have to get together, brother. And I'm going to put some uh, glue on Andy's finger. The guy who actually makes the cutting boards, but go to the best cutting boards.com. Yeah. Uh, just check together. it out. Bookmark it and <laughs> maybe Real check it out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you, John Hereford. And thank you, Jared Johnson. Uh, tell everybody one more time. The website is sue If you yes. have any questions about any kind of debt related repossessions, anything like that, it doesn't cost them any money to call, right? No, nothing. We just call us. We won't charge you unless we win. So that's that's the bottom line. We'll work with you, and we'll take your case. If there's a case there, we'll take it. And if there's not, we'll tell you up front. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, by the way, you guys. And uh, it was a pleasure. Absolutely hilarious fun good times thank you jared and tune in next week everybody we're gonna keep doing this sort of promo code stuff i snuck this one in here because well jared he's a good guy and he's uh he's a sponsor and he's doing a good thing for people consumers i'm trying yeah and uh you know he's a lucky guy so you want luck to go your way get with jared johnson all right, right jared i'll talk to you later brother 
Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. All right. This is Hanford and Reap. We'll see you next week. Bicycle. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron and Reap have low self-esteem. So please validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter what,